Tell me, I mean, you, you brought up appraising. No one um, knows, let me put it this way, you have a way of explaining what an appraiser does because my clients, the ones that I interact with, you know, as I mentioned to you a minute ago, they look at an appraiser as just someone in the background that the bank hires to make sure that they can get their purchase done, which is way different than what an appraiser actually does. So give me a context of what an appraiser actually does and what their job really is. Sure. So, you know, like the law, there's many disciplines of valuation. So the stereotype for the appraisal profession is working for banks, appraising the collateral for a mortgage. And uh, one of the biggest misnomers is most people think the appraiser is working for you, the borrower, because you paid an appraisal fee. <laughs> but we don't. We work for the lender. You know, we're there, you know, and that was one of the problems of the housing bubble, uh, which was, you know, the, the appraiser, everybody was smarter than the appraiser because the value was always higher than it was a year ago. And uh, we became, as an industry, deal enablers. And, uh, and I know that because I'm not morally flexible, as uh, I like to think of myself, I could see the end of my career circa 2005, which is how I got into social media, because no one understood what was happening. Just like you were saying, no one knows what we do. And all I knew is that we couldn't perform neutrally because most of the you know, the, the big thing in the, in the bubble was mortgage brokers uh, controlled the appraiser. In about 65% of, 60, two-thirds of mortgage lending was done through a mortgage broker, and the mortgage would get, you know, points from the bank. Uh, but they never got paid unless the loan closed. So you can certainly see the ramifications for an appraiser that doesn't hit the number. It's a built-in collusion. Um, whether you have the most honest, you know, neutral appraiser out there, the system was uh, structured in a way that you couldn't be neutral. And pretty much my goal in life is the neutral has become my, is my favorite word in, the, in professional life because it's very empowering not to care about the ramifications as long as you're honest and clear and communicate the point. It's, it's, um, it's a great way to live. Um, you know, so what we found in, in the housing, but what I found is that um, no one, it was the whole valuation sort of, you know, a mortgage broker would say, hey, I, I needed to come in at a million two. And then we would do an appraisal and it came out rock solid at a million. So the mortgage broker said, yeah, but we need another 200,000 because so, they want to pay for college or buy a boat or whatever. And we go, well, that's an underwriting decision. It's not a valuation decision. And the way that you, and they go, okay. And then the way that you understood how the system was working is you'd never hear from them again. So I could see the writing on the wall. And then, let me go on about this, but it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. In, that's when I learned about the power of neutrality. Not that I wasn't neutral before, but it's like, Good times and bad times, you know, I, you know, my name is all I have, and that's what I'm worried about. Um, that you really, you know, you, you when you work for somebody and it's painful, I generally don't want to work for them again, and maybe they don't want to work with me, but either way, I don't want to work with this, these people anymore because of what they're, you know, hey, we need it to be this number, or we need it in 30 minutes, so we told you you had a month, but now we need it in 30 minutes, and they do that every time. 
you know, you, you learn. And, you know, some people, I had somebody tell me that was president of a appraisal organization, that which I'm now the president of, this was probably 20 years ago, where they said you have to work like you don't need the money. And that's, to me, so, I just think that's so true, even though I need the money. I have four kids. I have college. I have uh, my three oldest, you know, the first two got married a year apart, and the and then one year later, this fall, my third is getting married, and, you know, that whole thing about the parents of the groom don't pay, it's a myth. <laughs> Even though they're all, you know, the, all the fiancés or wives are awesome. Um, uh, and then my, my, my youngest, who's a five-year gap, who's in college, said, uh, don't worry about me, Dad. I'm going to be quite a while before I get married. Which is fantastic. So you have a couple of years to save. Yes, I do. 